This episode is brought to you by Objective Outcomes. If you're tired of fad diets, yo-yo dieting, and quick fixes that don't last, you should start a sustainable, behavior-based personal training that is primed for lifelong changes to promote a healthier lifestyle. You can find us at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com. Also, if you are seeking remote supervision and interested in the application of ABA in health, sports, and fitness, we offer supervision for unrestricted hours, monthly group supervision where you can meet others on the same track as you. You can find more at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com. This is an ABA podcast with two BAs and And no no BS. This is two BAs on a pod. Hey guys, this is episode six of two BAs on a pod. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get started today, we wanted to talk a little bit about how we are called two BAs on a pod because I've talked about this a little bit on here that I have not taken the BCBA exam yet, so I'm not a BCBA yet, but I am still a behavior analyst. The BACB doesn't own the term behavior analyst, but they do own board certified behavior analysts because they certify us. <laughs> right. And it's a little controversial. Right. And also, I think we use a lot of acronyms, so we also wanted just yeah. to like put it out there that the, the BA stands for behavior analyst and uh, like Ashley said, she's still a behavior analyst. Like technically she could um, represent herself as a behavior analyst. She has her master's degree in applied behavior analysis. And that is – it's controversial. Some some believe that you shouldn't call yourself the behavior analyst. But I right. I think like what about the forensic behavior analyst or like the criminology behavior analyst? Like those are the people that been doing this before the, B, the, BC, the BACB was even a thing, even an entity. So – I think it's valid points. I I do too. And I I know that the behavior bitches have had a couple of guests on their show who are behavior analysts and have been in the field for like almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think right. they had someone on there that like said that they were like kind of connected through Skinner in a way, like with a colleague like that. Like you're going to tell me that person's not a behavior analyst because they don't want to do 2,000 hours of supervision and take a test. Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like like we said, the BACB does not own applied behavior analysis. So we are going to continue to be two BAs on a pod, even when <laughs> – even now and even when Ashley does pass her board certified um, credential. I know the board says it's not – it's like part of our conduct code as an RBT or somebody who is um, – like accruing hours to not put on social media, like future BCBA or BCBA. And I've never done that. And I, I respect that because I do understand that being a BCBA is different. You're holding in a, you know, a certification and an accreditation that you worked your ass off for. And you should, if you are working towards it, I think you should respect that because then I think that this stigma over being called a behavior analyst wouldn't be there. I feel like people get confused because they're like, oh, the BACB said you can't say that. It's like, no, the BACB said I can't say I'm a future BCBA because I'm not. (laughs) I'm like, that's not the same as saying I'm a behavior analyst when I can technically, legally, and ethically do mm-hmm. consultation and private right. contract myself as of right now with my master's degree. Exactly. Um, I just can't 
I feel like what can you not do once like with honestly because I looked into this pretty deeply because I started my business before I had my credentials and I had supervision and we looked into this and you technically just can't call yourself a BCBA because again the board does not own ABA so if you were taught these uh, strategies and you have the education and you have I think ethically you should have the supervision and the experience of course but Legally, you could just you can't call yourself the BCBA. You can't, right. um, you know, insurance. They need that credential, so you can right. be contracted with insurance. Um, but you could still do private pay. You could still do exactly. consultations for outside of insurance customers or clients. Right. That's pretty much and it. I figured that too because with the agency I'm currently at, um, I'm getting promoted like as of June 1st mm-hmm. and they're going to start my training and the thing that my boss said that I can't bill until I pass the exam and I'm credentialed. Exactly. That's the only thing I won't be able That's to it. do. So I'll basically mm-hmm. kind of be helping them because I'm going to a location where they need a little help right now and kind mm-hmm. of just like overseeing other analysts and looking over BIPs and stuff like that. So I'll still be able to do all of those things. I just can't bill. So again, I feel like this kind of goes back to one of our previous episodes where we kind of talked about how we're just so dependent on insurance. Yes, (laughs) And I think that if we got that out there more, we're like being a BCBA is a great accomplishment. I want it because I worked Mm -hmm. for it. And I think being board certified and credentialed just makes us that much more trustworthy and reliable. Yeah, credible. And we have Mm -hmm. someone to answer to that we follow an ethics code with. And I think we need that structure. But Mm -hmm. you can still be successful and you still are just as good as someone who's passed the exam without it. Like you you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about having your own ethics code. Like obviously you don't want to do like pseudoscience and you don't want to be like servicing a population you have no idea. But technically if I wanted to continue down the route that I want to go to with my business, I did not have to become a BCPA. But my – my supervisor, my mentor, she kind of pushed me towards it, even though I was going to. But she said that just the the credibility and people look for right. that board certified. So I think it for people that are looking to start their own business, I think it is still a good accomplishment and something you should work towards. But it's right. not the end all be all. And it's really just for insurances and being affiliated with the BACB. Right. So that's our tangent. (laughs) Yeah, we just wanted to address it. Just if anyone who's listening, because we do have a few followers that we've talked with in our DMs that like aren't in the field. So if you're like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is a BA? Or like, what's the difference between if you go to Alex's Instagram, hers says BCBA, mine says RBT with an MS and ABA. So like, if you're like, what the fuck is like all these different letters? (laughs) Yeah, because we love to use those in our field. We use all these letters and we're assholes with our acronyms. So that's what that means. Yeah. And my my husband also said that we should probably start saying like applied behavior analysis and behavior analysis because he said like I have no idea what ABA means and what BA means. So I think we're going to be making more of a conscious effort to like actually say applied behavior analysis and we are like behavior analytically looking through this through this lens um, just so it does get confusing with all these different letters. So today we're going to be talking about mental health, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, the body positivity movement, and the overt and covert behaviors surrounding it all. Please know we will be diving deep into these topics with discussions of personal experience and struggle. So this is a warning if mental health talk, relationships with food, and body image struggles are something that triggers you. 
Um, we do have a guest today. I'm super excited. It's my <laughs> sister. So she's super special to me and she's going to be openly discussing her struggles around these topics as well as Alex and I. So please welcome my little sister, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Hi. <laughs> Does it feel weird? Are y'all, were y'all this nervous? Like, this isn't even my thing, and I'm so freaking yeah. nervous right now. <laughs> like, I'm no. like, what if I say something wrong? That's why we I have know. Alan. Don't worry. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, we were pretty nervous. We were like, I remember being super nervous the first time we recorded. I mean, we're barely yeah. six in, so I'm still pretty nervous, and I feel like I'm like right. uh, extra nervous because I don't want to wake up my son. Because it's right. like oh. 7 o'clock over here, so I'm like, I'm trying to talk slower, but I'm like, I don't want it to sound like super slow. So I, I feel like I'm a little bit extra nervous just because I have that <laughs> variable. <laughs> but no, it's it's nerve-wracking and because we're going to be like, li- people are going to listen to us. It's weird. I know. It's a weird I feeling. Know. But they like it. We've gotten good feedback. Well, so. thank God. Watch. This is the one episode where they're like, who the fuck is that dumbass bitch? Because get her off. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, shit. Sorry. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Don't forget to leave a review, guys, even if it's that. No, <laughs> I'm going to leave myself a review. Be like, good job. That Do person, it. that person just hit all the right spots. Oh my god. No, we're excited to talk to you. And um I always see you in the background because me and Ashley meet like all the fucking time. Like I don't see anybody else more than I see Ashley. (laughs) I know, it's true. We're all like say things to you. I'll be like, hey Uh Sid, because that's what we call each other. And like the other night when we were talking about like so I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I like asked her about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's always in the background. Oh god. Oh my god. Sid. SID. Yeah. So yeah. it started. C-I-D. It started because she C-I-D. would. Are you, will you do it? Yeah. Okay. So she would call me like <laughs> sister, but she would say it like really like, ugly. It would like, be like it. cedar. <laughs> it would be so freaking weird. So then she started just like shortening it to Sid, and now we just call each other Sid. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh I'm God. so. I have a lot of siblings, but I'm not. I'm not super close with any of my siblings like that. So I think that's awesome right. that you guys have that. We used to be like this with our brother too, yeah. so it used to be all three but of then, us. But then you know that train wreck. Yeah, that was a train. Tra- <laughs> um, Wait, how old is your brother? He's right in the middle of us. So I'm gonna be 26. My brother's 23, and she's 20. So we're like all three Aww. years apart. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't planned. Don't worry. No, it wasn't. <laughs> None of us. <laughs> Neither was any of my 10 siblings. They were not all exactly. at all. Ten? Jesus yes. Christ! Oh, oh my God! I know. Oh yeah, God, I know. I actually, I, is there ten of us or eleven of us? There's a lot of us. Holy crap! It's fucking crazy. And I'm literally my right in the middle. No, it's for her. Yeah, I do have. Yeah, ten. Because I have. I'm right in the middle. I have five older and five younger. Oh so my I'm like snapped out. Yeah, like smacked up in the middle. Crazy. Me and my sister Desiree. Actually, we were pretty close, like growing up. But she lives in. Um, Illinois now and I, I talked to her a little oh. bit but not as much as I used to so we right. like high school and middle school we were pretty close but we were like getting into like mischievous shit together like we were probably oh, out really? the back and uh. yeah yeah <laughs> I was actually caught like stealing with her I was 18 and she was 16 so I <laughs> spent a night in jail she went oh home. my god yeah it better have been worth it what did you steal yeah what did you it steal? was it was beer and milk okay and I, I think I told you the story actually didn't I <laughs> I can, yeah. I can see. Oh, did I, did I tell you the story? No, okay. I think because so. I, 
I remember telling somebody, and they're like, "Oh, you had to steal milk." I'm like, "No, bitch. We just we had food stamps. We could have we could have used the food stamps for milk, but we just were just stealing shit. That's just so being mischievous, like kids. Right. Yeah, I was I was like low t- low key like klepto when I was younger. That's great. Let's do our EOAO. Right. So I feel like since we have someone who doesn't know it at all, we can ex- take a chance to explain it because our last guest was like a bcba queen so she already knew what it was <laughs> right so, exactly um eo stands for establishing operations so you have an mo right like your motivator yeah your eo makes it stronger does Ooh, that make sense i guess and i'm then missing that the ao <laughs> is an abolish, <laughs> abolishing operation so that makes it weaker so like say you're motiv- definitely have that one <laughs> so say you're like motivated to like do all your homework your EO would be that like you have all of your stuff on your desk already and like ready to go. Like everything's organized. Your AO would be that like your TV. Yeah, like your TV's TikTok. on TikTok. TikTok, exactly. Like all those things that like kind of keep you distracted and make you like, okay, you got it. So <laughs> so we'll go and like say ours. So it's like for the week. So like mm. think about like how you're gonna get this through your week. week. Yeah. Like <laughs> she's like, why didn't you prepare me for this? <laughs> Wait, this way. No, I wanted to be like it to be like a teaching moment. I feel like that was like a teaching moment. Okay, do you under Kate, do you understand, Joe? What you- no, I get it. I just don't. I've been having a pretty crappy ass week. So, so okay. so AO. There is no EO. It's just straight AO all the way. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'll I'll yeah. go first. Okay. Okay, my my EO, my establishing operation for the week, so we can start actually saying the words and stop saying the acronyms. Yeah. Establishing operation of the week. Um, yesterday, I actually went to like a family day event and I was able to um, connect with parents in person. And that was really awesome because um, pretty much my whole business has been like remotely. And I really want to start like connecting with people in like in person. So that's been a really strong EO because I, I'm going to start like putting flyers up in my like neighborhood parks and I'm going to start like going on my, my comfort zone and approaching parents, maybe giving them my like my little business information and uh, just making those like genuine in-person connections. So that makes me excited for that. And um, my AO is my car got hit. I think it's been a week and a half now. So my car was parked and someone hit it, crashed into it. It still drives. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's just like, what the fuck? I, I know. We got on a meeting like right after it happened. <laughs> yeah. And we were both just oh like, what the God. fuck? Oh yes. It, it was just sit, it was just like parked and like there was a collision. So there like I got hit by in the side, like whatever the car the two cars hit and then one car crashed into my car. It's a strong AO to fucking drive because I'm so embarrassed, like, driving in a messed up car. I feel like people think, like, <laughs> oh, she's a shitty driver. Like, don't drive next to her. Or she right. has a – I have, like, PTSD from driving hoopties. Like, <laughs> I've drove, like, hoopties my whole life. So I feel what like I'm a just – hoopty? Oh, it's, like, a messed up car. It's, like, a it's like an old, oh. dinged up, like, not a new car. Like, a, just right. has I many problems. That. And <laughs> – all of my cars were hoopties, like, a, until I was an adult and was able to afford a car off, like, a, like a decent right. car. And now my car just looks like a hoopty, and I just feel like I regressed 10 years. So <laughs> I don't funny. even want to drive anywhere. I'm just, like, embarrassed to drive anywhere. But right. hopefully insurance <laughs> covers it. 
That's so, so that is my AL. I have mine okay, that go. kind of relates to the episode, actually. Oh, good. Look at that. Oh, my cool. AO, I guess, is that I'm starting a new job, right? Would that be good or bad? It's great. Oh, so that's the I'm EO. I'm very excited. The EO, then. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Your I'm just so used to, I'm so used yeah. to AOs. Anyway. Um, yeah. My EO would be... Seconds. <laughs> I know. Like, There's no maintenance here whatsoever. <laughs> um... My EO would be, I'm starting a new job. I'm so excited. It's like a big girl job. I've had little girl jobs my whole yes, life. Yes, I know Where, like, little girl money and, mm-hmm. like, you have, like, a uniform and it's, like, ugly and it's electric yep. blue and you get angry every time you have to put it on because <laughs> you look like a box. And I'm so excited. Um, and then the AO would be that I have to buy clothes for right. that new job. And... Yeah, that that that's that I literally put it off so much that I had to like buy clothes on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah, Amazon because on nothing Amazon. was gonna come in time. And so like they came, but I still have not tried them on. So God knows if they're gonna fit. <laughs> what kind of clothes do you have to buy? Like slacks and button ups? Like, yeah, like like office clothes, but you see like I I dress like a freaking homeless man. And I've had people tell me that I dress like a homeless man. So to like buy clothes that you're supposed to look like presentable for, never done that in my life. So that's new. And it's just like foreign. So I'm like, what is going on? Right. That's well, that's a good one, and How we are definitely gonna, gonna look? yeah, we're definitely <laughs> yeah. gonna get into that. So that's those yeah. are good eos and aos. Not yeah. good for your mental health, but good examples. Definitely, <laughs> good definitely not. There was a deep decline. Didn't even track the the shipping. No, because I was just like, I don't even want them to come. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. This is nervous laughter. I'm sorry. Don't oh, no, nervous. Don't be. Oh we, my god, no. We laugh at our trauma. I, I feel all the time. Okay, it's good. Bad. Same, same. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it, that if that triggers you and you're listening, I'm sorry, but like we are just we have that mentality of like if you can't laugh about it, like laugh you through won't it. you won't get through it. Like yeah. don't ignore it, but like you have to be able to make some of it like lighthearted because then you'll right. just die. Fall into <laughs> yeah. a hole and never get right. out. Right. Yeah. Well, my EO is that I'm applying to the board this week to take my exam. <gasps> yeah. Wow, like, that's super today exciting. I'm Yeah, today's May 1st, so I'm mm-hmm. finalizing all of my hours, like organizing it all from April, getting I'm gonna send all the stuff to get it signed, all that stuff. Yes. And then um yeah, by Friday I'll be applied to the board. So I'm just like wow. Motivated so to in two actually- weeks you'll get a like an email like to I hope I yeah, really hope it's that soon yeah because I have someone oh, yeah. who told me it took like a month but then she told me she like mailed in the application I was like uh, why did you do that like I was yeah, so confused I don't even know how to but mail she anything. said yeah I don't know how to mail anything I'm just kidding but she said <laughs> that um she was like oh before when I had to because she applied for the BCABA so um, oh, okay it's different I don't know yeah like I don't know if that was different and she said that that was how she had to apply but I'm hoping in like two weeks I'll be able to pick a test date. So that's my EO. But my AO. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm, it feels like someone at work was like, oh, like, did it, it just flew by, didn't it? I was like, fuck no. And she (laughs) looked at me like I was crazy. She looked at me. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but I've been working towards this for two years. I've collected 2,000 hours of supervision. I've done research. I've done night classes. I've worked two jobs. I work 18 hour days. Sometimes like it did not go. It did not go. Um, But then my AO is that um, I have like made the conscious decision that I'm leaving my school 
And mm-hmm. um, I had a contract meeting with them just because I wanted to see what they were going to offer me. Like, I don't know. I already knew I wasn't going to say, but I like wanted to see what they were going to like tell me. And they really loved all the ideas and all the things I wanted to do for their school. And they wanted me to do them like teacher training, parent training, contracting to work one-on-one with families, um, doing like event trainings and like creating videos, creating uh, like curriculums for teachers. Like they loved all of it. They loved it all. And they offered me $45,000 for the year. So I was going to get a $2,000 raise. Yeah, like a (laughs) $2,000 raise. And I was just like, now that's like my AO of just like not even giving a fuck about going to work there. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm so checked out mentally that I'm I secretly listening right now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. I would die. No. Damn, I, we I hope they. More. I hope they don't listen because I'm going to like the Islands of Adventure trip with the eighth graders. So <laughs> I really want to go. <laughs> I really want to go. Oh my god! But like, yeah. So I'm waiting till after that trip, which is like the 27th, to tell them I'm not coming back because I don't want to get kicked off the chaperone list. <laughs> But yeah, that's my AO. I just like every day I'm like, I don't even care about being here. And I hate it because it's not the kid's fault. But I just am like, I don't feel like my worth was um, like valued at all or like what I can contribute to the team. So yeah, that's that's it. (laughs) Why do you think – because this is the private school, right? So it's not like they have like taxpayer money. This is funded by the parents. This is funded solely by like children's tuition, donations, donations. But the thing is, like, I don't know the finances, right? Like, I don't know what it costs to run a school. You have to right. think of the insurance, the bills, the lunches. The well, no, the kids buy their lunch because it's private school. They don't oh. they don't provide lunch. Right, they don't do that. But like the tuition for kids in my inclusion program is forty thousand dollars a year. Jesus. So, so one person, one student covers my salary right now. Right. So you're going to tell me that you couldn't double my salary for all the things I'm going to be doing and exactly. two of my kids couldn't cover my salary. And they have everything from pre-K to eighth grade. Um, if you're not in the inclusion program, it's a $30,000 a year um, tuition. And then like money. for primary, like preschool is $23,000 a year. So you're not – like no one's paying just a little bit amount of money, you know? Exactly. So I feel like they definitely have the money, but it's like how do you even negotiate doubling the salary? Right. I feel like, like also because public public school, they, they pay so low, so they probably use that as like a like a base like a baseline. Like, oh, this is what public school yeah. pays, so we can stay around this number, which is not fair. What, it's not no, enough. it's not. And at – like I worked at a charter school before there, and I would have gotten – like I would, I got hired at 45 mm-hmm. with them because I was still in the process of taking all of my tests to be a certified teacher. So since I was in process, they were allowed to, to hire me. I never went through with it because at private school, I didn't need it. But once I finished my, all of that, I was going to be up to 50 and then they got raises. So right now, if you work in a charter or a public school in Miami-Dade County, the base pay is 55,000. So like so that's more. even, that's 10,000 more than what yeah. they're offering me here, which doesn't make any sense, but right. Whatever. It's fine. I'm not staying there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, I mean it sucks, but at least you're you know you have like a plan B. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be paid, right? So. Right, right. Exactly. So, who wants to go first and talk about our trauma? Like our body, like our image, <laughs> our like why are we have eating Wait, disorders? Wait, am I the only one with body dysmorphia here or do y'all feel it too? 
I think you're the only one that has it consistently, but oh, like I've had okay, moments great. where I feel it. Well, but I, <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't speak for Alex. Like, do you feel like no, you have I have never, I don't think I've ever had body dysmorphia. I've felt really shitty about my body and had like major like, bo- like self-image issues, but I think what I was looking at was correct. Like, I don't think that was like- <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, that's the thing. It, it feels like it is correct. It feels like it is right in the moment, and it might not be. Right, exactly. Right. So, But unless you see a picture of yourself and what you saw and what's in the picture is the same thing. Like, it, yeah, there. That, yeah, ex- you know. yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> well, because I've been – so I was, like, obese as a child, and I had – I was bullied in, like, elementary school. I will never forget, like, kids, like, would pretend, like, the ground's moving, like, when I walk by – like, no. like the earthquake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm so sorry. Like, God, we canceled the episode. I can't. Oh my God. We're clowns. I'm so sorry. I fucking love her. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I'm sweating. No, <laughs> so bye. Thank God no. I put deodorant on before this. <laughs> No, oh my no, god i'm so it sorry is, it no it is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious thinking about it but it's like my trauma <laughs> no oh we this terrible this episode needs to be like laugh at our trauma <laughs> like, that's the title laughing at our fucking trauma like, <laughs> that's oh hilarious. No, no seriously like i was definitely bullied i was overweight um I was a big kid. So at that, I mean, I looked back at those pictures like, yeah, I had every right to think I was fat. So it wasn't like there was we a were disconnect. Too. Oh, no, I was a fat right, So like we're laughing. But, I was like, the biggest kid in my yeah, class. Yeah, like we were like, fat yes. as kids too. So don't worry. Like we- Fat is an understatement. I had it all going on. I was a ninth grader in third grade. It was <laughs> – it was to start. I have pictures to prove it too. Would like you post people them always, on the Instagram. No, they have asked me like, "Why the fuck were you so big?" I don't fucking know. I don't know. Oh, God, oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I'm like, I don't think that was body dysmorphia because I look back at those pictures. I'm like, oh, yeah, god. it was definitely fat. So I had oh, every right god. to. Okay, but that's the thing. Like. I shouldn't have felt like I shouldn't have been bullied or I shouldn't have been like feeling like shit or feeling like I, you know, having like low self self self-worth or body image issues at like like 10, 8, 9, 10. Um, But there wasn't a disconnect. It wasn't body dysmorphia. Like that's not a normal thing because. But did you get bullied too? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God. Did I get bullied? I Mm. remember one time. I wasn't a fat fuck at this time. I was, you know, <laughs> slowly starving myself so that I could get skinny like all the other bitches. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> sorry if that triggers anybody. Um, and it's when I realized, you know, my body's just not like others. Mm-hmm. And, and not in a good way. <laughs> You're not special. Oh, so, um, you know, I learned what hit dips were at a very young age because I got pulled in front of like everybody at lunch and they turned me around and was they said that my ass was like inverted and I was like they were like laughing what? and I was wearing leggings. I was oh, wearing what? leggings. I was devastated. Oh, I was no. like what are you guys laughing at? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, you're totally laughing at the fact that my ass looks like a fucking, what is it called? Like an ink Like a greater than sign oh, or a less gra- than oh, sign. Oh, greater than sign. 
Like that's what we're, that's the joke. Okay, oh gotcha, God. gotcha. That's so fucked up. So Kids yeah, that so happens. And that happened to me in middle school, like prime time, sixth grade, mm-hmm. going through hormones and shit, and right. then in front of like all the guys. And, and the bitch was fat as fuck too. So I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. Projection. Right. Like you ain't all that. Exactly. Like they you ain't projection. all that. And you're talking about my ass being inverted. Yeah. Right. Put some of your stomach in your ass. Kids are talk. kids sorry. are so cruel. Like I'm sorry. They no, are. it's fine. No, we're, it's, we're sorry if that triggers anybody. But <laughs> we did a trigger warning. Don't worry. But okay. Kids good. are. I feel like that is where the like the eating disorders really stem from because like yeah. Where else, unless like some people deal with it with their family at home, like and that's a huge right. thing here culturally and like and I don't mean to generalize but we're in an area where there's like a predominance of like hispanic culture mm-hmm. and there's this huge and i'm getting this from people who i went to school with and people we grew up with like this pressure to just look good yeah. all the time like it's an expectation mm-hmm. for men that you have a flat stomach and a big ass and all these things and mm-hmm. it, so some people can get it from home but i do think a huge place it comes from is like the bullying from in school is like mm-hmm. it, like kids are so mean yeah, no, I got bullied from my cousins. E- even my brother, right. he called me Piggy. He still calls me Piggy, oh like God. even as an adult. Like that's still a nickname for me. So yeah, I was definitely uh, bullied. I was also bullied for my skin color, which is really weird because I'm, I'm. Oh really? Yeah, for being like too dark, which I'm not even that dark now that I'm older. But it's not, right, it doesn't right. even matter. I'm just like golden. But I was bullied for my skin color and for um for being fat and like even with my cousins because none of them were overweight like I was um right def- right yeah I was the, the probably the biggest cousin so it, it came from home it came from school but exactly before like before going to school and like you know getting older realizing I looked different I feel like I was a different little girl like I was more confident outgoing um but then once I realized like oh I look different and I'm not fitting in I'm not considered attractive um that's when I I really became obsessive with trying to lose weight, starving myself. Right. Um, Why bulimia. does it always go to that? Like, what? What is? Right. What are we thinking? Yeah. What are we thinking? Having carrots for dinner? Like what? <laughs> right. Right. Well, my thing too was mostly um, it was it was binging and, and then throwing up. So I did that too okay. for oh. yeah. So I did that, and I remember like my mom like knew, and she would try to like tell me like not to do it, and she was like, "Oh, you're gonna." Your, the acid and it's gonna ruin your teeth like that like come on mom I guess right, I you're right. gonna tell me not mm-hmm. to do it because my teeth are gonna have like I'm gonna lose right. like the not because it's unhealthy teeth. right but I, <laughs> yeah. she was just doing the best she could do probably and like trying right. to like talk me out of it but yeah it was it was definitely um it was definitely trauma dealing with that growing up so I've never actually starved myself but I've gotten to the Must place nice <laughs> <laughs> I just well because the thing is I was fat until like eighth grade and then I I didn't even grow so I don't know how this happened but by like the summer before ninth grade I like slimmed out and I honestly didn't even like I would get made fun of when I was really younger for being a little bit chubby because I was a competitive cheerleader and my stomach wasn't flat and I would have to wear like the outfits and like girls would kind of like look at me and like laugh at me in the way that I looked in my uniform and I just felt so insecure but like and that's the bullying that I saw. And then also my family would like point out my stretch marks a lot because I just have very fair skin and I'm prone to stretch marks. So I got mm-hmm. stretch marks during puberty. So that made me really insecure about that. But then when I got to like ninth grade, I remember seeing people like 
out and about that I went to middle school with and they were like, wow, you lost so much weight. And I was like, what are these people talking about? Because I didn't even right. notice it. And the way that they were saying it to me was like, it made me feel like shit. Like it didn't make me right. feel good. So when I started looking at pictures and I was like, I was fucking fat as fuck. Like, holy right. shit. So then when I started struggling with like binge eating, um, I wasn't gaining weight. Like I was just very like lucky that I could eat McDonald's and I had a flat stomach all through high school. Like it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And then I turned 21 and that changed. And then once I started gaining weight with binge eating, that's when I would like have to fight that. Cause I would get this like internal, um, like private events and like, mm -hmm. so our, my like over, uh, behavior of like, oh my God, I don't deserve this food. Like I would feel right. myself telling myself that like, and I, it would just come out. Like I would think it, but I like, I was so scared to like get to that point and not be able to fix it that I like would force myself to eat. But then I would be like, oh my God, like I didn't, now I can't eat again in like five hours until five hours right. from now because like I don't deserve to eat because I'm so big, which is like, that's just crazy. Like it's crazy mm -hmm. that your mind takes you there. Yeah. Just to like bring it back to applied behavior analysis, like the behavioral concepts here, I think motivating operations, like being told you look a certain way, like that's going to increase that that reinforcer, like trying to to be skinny, um, right? And using like the binge the binge restrict cycle is definitely a EOAO, like you right. restrict yourself so much that the value of the food increases. So right. you binge, so you are <clears throat> you are like that. To your value, the value you can go faster. It's behavior altering. Like you want to eat as right. fast as you can because you have deprived yourself from food, right. um, and that's that's super common. And it's I feel like it's common with just diets in general. People who restrict themselves Monday through Friday and then they go crazy on the weekends. Like that's right. the same idea, just on a different level. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was like, so Joe, what's your trauma like? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's freaking tough. <clears throat> that's what it's like. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um dealing with it every day uh it's not really every day you know you have those moments where you're like damn like I'm a hot ass bitch because like okay for all the people that are listening and don't know what I fucking look like I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit I'm a, I'm a little thick bitch you know <laughs> I, I got a you know I got a little dump in the trunk or whatever the junk in the trunk and you know like <laughs> I got a shape to me she's always really, been curvy I'm like a curvy she's just a, a, like a fuller figure right. curvy girl but like to like the yeah, things I, I wish like I had. Like describing my own body with the body dysmorphia isn't right. So right. describe my body, please. She just <laughs> always has like had a huge ass, but like in the best mm -hmm. way. Like I, right. I am not. I'm the complete opposite. Like I don't. I am very like straight bodied, like slim. She's not, but like in the best way. Like she's just very right. curvy, hourglass figure, <clears throat> thicker lower body, thicker thighs. Um. Mm -hmm. And here in South Florida, like that's the goal, you know. Like, yeah, every, for sure. It's a Latin, She has a very like Latin body type to me, right? Um, don't know where that came. from. Yeah, I don't know where that came from because <laughs> we're like Italian, so like I don't know where that came from. But yeah, so that's like she's just a thicker girl, like that. It, right. Like biologically and genetically, naturally, I don't yep. like. Sh I could probably in an unhealthy way, get myself to a size zero. Like, right. I don't think she would ever be able oh to. Oh my God, no. I've even if she was, right. Even if she was being unhealthy your body with it, frame. like her, it wouldn't yeah, work. So, it wouldn't yeah. work. So that's it. That's yep. it. Okay. So that's my body. Um, <laughs> now I have days where I'm like, damn, like you're a hot ass bitch. Right. But right. Um, majority of the time, like I can't look at myself in the mirror more than like a couple seconds. Cause then it just, I'll be like, damn, like, bitch, you got it going on. And then I'm like, wait, where the fuck did that 50 pounds come from? 
And it's right. literally like a switch. And right. it's like, then I start really looking and it's like, you know, oh, like my foop is too big or, you know, because I got a little mm-hmm. pooch. Everybody has a little pooch. I learned that. From your uterus? Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little protection, little, you know, fat cells, but um, it's hard looking in the mirror for more than a couple of minutes every single day. And that's hard mm-hmm. to do because, you know, you get ready in the mirror, you do right. your hair in the mirror. When I, I, I see myself, um, when I do get ready, I usually put baggy clothes on because that helps right. it. I don't mm-hmm. get to see my body, so then I don't feel like what I'm, you know, what I usually feel like if I were to wear like a bra and shorts while I'm getting ready, you know, like normal people mm-hmm. do. Right. I mm-hmm. have to like put sweatpants on and like an oversized hoodie. And that's usually what I always wear. Right. But I can't like be normal, I guess, when like like a normal person getting ready. It's, right. Yeah. It's a, it's literally as soon as you wake up, it starts it, and it's, it's hard. And then seeing yourself, you know, cause everybody has that morning skinny, you know, <laughs> yes. everybody yes. has that morning no, for skinny. Sure. And if I see yes. that in the morning, I'll be like, okay, I'm not, I don't, I don't get to eat today because I need to look like this today. Right. Mm. I've always been that person to, if I have an event, if I have a dinner to go to at seven, I'm not eating till seven. Oh, Wow. Right. I'm not eating till seven because I can't get bloated because then I won't be able to wear that dress and I'll cancel or I won't go. Right. Out. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like it's crazy because we recently went out of town and we went to an aquarium and she wore like a, cro- like she tied up a t-shirt and wore like sweatpants mm-hmm. and it was the cutest outfit ever. And I literally, ha- I haven't seen her wear fitted clothes like that. I don't even know how long it's been since I seen her wear that. High school. And I was like, bitch you got a body under there like I had like I tried to use like positive reinforcement but I was like natural like I didn't even right. do it like intentionally but I was like you don't look like that when you like you're, your you're making yourself not look like that like no, that's yeah. what you look like since I'm a thicker person like when I do wear baggy clothes it it's looks either big. you got right. like a small stomach underneath there or you are my 600 right. pound life underneath there. Like nobody will ever know, <laughs> nobody, you right. know, like I'm a jack yeah. of all trades, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I don't know. I, it's fucking hard. So when did you, yeah. when did you start wearing the baggy clothes? Um, okay. So that kind of goes into like that first question of when I f- realized oh. I had body dysmorphia. Yeah, I have the question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here, that's what you see. <laughs> that kind of goes into it. So like I said, I was always a fat fuck when I was a kid and it wasn't until <laughs> <laughs> she's dying. It wasn't until, um, it wasn't until like high school when, you know, I started to look like a normal person, I guess. Like, you know, I started, everything started to grow in the right areas. And she was doing CrossFit. <laughs> and like, I was being, day. like, I was working out. Right. And I had a healthy relationship with food. And right. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, damn, what you got going on? <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I feel comfortable enough to, like, start, you know, dressing my own way. Because, you know, when you're younger, you don't really dress your own way. You know, you wear right. hand-me-downs. Like, I would always yeah. steal her clothes, things like that. And we don't have the same body type. So <laughs> I felt more comfortable dressing my own way. But then when I would, I would see what I used to look like. And then right. I would see pictures of myself that people would take of me. And I'd be like, who the fuck is that? Because that's not what I saw this morning. So I started, right. you know, wearing <clears throat> a little bit more baggier clothes. Um, and I started to lose that confidence. I had about like a couple of months of that confidence. And it was great. 
I wish I right. could come back. Yeah, right. But I started to lose that confidence. And that's, I guess, when I started wearing bad clothes. And then when I got a job and I got to, you know, buy my own stuff and buy my own clothes, it really went into that. You know what? I, I am an XL. I am an XL. I she's am an not, extra large. Like she's and not. I'm, in reality, I'm a medium. Yeah. So <laughs> right. like I'll buy clothes. And, and, the th- and the thing that sucks is that I'll buy clothes that I have to like actually wear. And I'll look at the website and be like, no, like I'm, I'm an extra large. And I'll buy them and they won't fit when they come. And then right. I have nothing to wear. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like why do I do that? <laughs> right. I wonder if it's a, like a scape maintained like subconsciously like do you just not want to go to places like you just are you like you wanted to stay in home and not like go to dinners or go to events and I feel like I'm I mean I am a pretty introverted person I can be an extrovert if I want Mm -hmm. to I'm a very outgoing person I always have been but um you know wearing clothes that usually are like dinner clothes, like dresses and skirts mm-hmm. and, you know, nice clothes. That is always definitely something that makes me not want to go. Right. Because I'm like, yes, I can wear this dress, but what am I going to look like walking out of the restaurant after I eat? Right. 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 You know? Right. So it's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. So what do you have to do to like control? Like, cause if it's obviously if it's like every day, it could be like debilitating. So like, what do you have yeah. to do to, to like, get through the day when you're feeling like that or whatever i feel like okay so this is it sucks because it's like you know obviously i have to force myself to eat sometimes and Mm -hmm. it's because i because okay so i'm in nursing school right and i have a lot of knowledge on the body how -hmm. the body reacts to certain things um and i know that starving yourself does the opposite of what it's Mm -hmm. supposed to do you'll have that few weeks of like oh like i'm so skinny i lost 10 pounds right you're gonna gain it back double Right. Because your body your is going to eventually take that food and store it as fat because it's going into starvation mode. It doesn't know the next time it's going to have a meal. Right. So it mm-hmm. gets to eat off of that fat. You know, so the, the the second that you eat a meal is that's all going to your stomach, right. to mm-hmm. your ass, to your thighs, to your arms, to your back fat, you know? And so, like, I, I know I have to eat, but it's like subconsciously – like, I genuinely don't have an appetite because right. I genuinely think – I don't deserve food. I'm a fat fuck. You know, I need to cut it down a little bit. So I feel like, like I said, um, when I get ready in the morning, I wear baggy clothes. I don't look at myself in the mirror. I don't let myself look at myself in the mirror for too long because then I start seeing things that aren't real. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously wearing baggy clothes, you don't feel your body. You don't feel your body touching your clothes. So that right. also helps. Right, right. Because if I feel that I feel my pants touching my stomach and I feel a little bit constricted, it's because I'm 300 pounds and mm-hmm. I don't fit in my clothes. And right. and mm-hmm. I could be looking perfectly fine. Right. But it's that – Mindfuck. It's, it's that mindfuck basically, yeah. So yeah. I feel like, you know, forcing myself to eat. And the thing that sucks is that I don't eat the things that I want to eat. You know, right. I'll instead right. of having a bagel, I'll have half of a bagel. Or right. mm-hmm. if I want cereal, I measure it. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's another thing I struggle with too, because everybody's like, oh, everybody could be like, oh, like just go to the gym, like you'll look perfect. But I can't find that balance when I do, and I don't really ever talk about this. I don't even think you know about this. Ooh. But 
I can't find that balance with going to the gym and not being a maniac about what I eat. Oh, right. Like restricting what you eat. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a time where I was getting back into it. First of all, getting up and going to the gym is hard as fuck anyway. Yeah. Because I literally. I'm like, okay, everybody's going to be staring at me. My, you know, I have like my inverted ass or whatever, like, you know, shit. It's just, (laughs) it's just hard to like find those clothes and put those clothes on and walk in. Right. That's the Mm -hmm. hardest part. And to get on a machine and walk in. And it's like, also with social anxiety, it feels like everybody's fucking staring at you. So that doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, but I can't find that healthy balance. I, I was being consistent. And I found myself measuring chickpea pasta mm, on a right. scale because we have a scale in right. the kitchen. And it was late at night. Nobody was awake because I usually get home late. And I measured it to see how many grams is a serving size. And then that's not even the worst part. Right. I cut that in half because I was like, Got you don't it. deserve to have the full serving size mm-hmm. because you went to the gym today. And if you want to see progress, you can't eat as much as you used to. Which is it's like the opposite. Wrong. Because you need yeah. the serving size. You need it. Because exactly. while you were saying that, I was like, oh, that's not a problem. Like you're counting your macros. No, like, but it's but, like to the extreme. Right. Like I will be like, okay, I can only have four strawberries because I'm having a full English muffin. And it's like, it's a fucking four strawberries. strawberries. <laughs> Literally. Like just no calories in strawberries. strawberries. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. you can't, I like, I can't find that balance, which, you know, it, it all just ties together. Food, looking at yourself, right. getting up in the morning, going to the gym, creating a healthy relationship with food and working out and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It, to try not to be an extremist yeah yeah and and if i get to that extremist i know i'll develop an eating disorder and that's why i avoid trying to get back into the gym because i don't want an eating disorder because i somewhat already have one that ties into the body dysmorphia so you know right it sounds like i feel like you just need to find a way that unpaired you you paired it all everything is like one right yeah ball to you like it's all like working out weighing your food eating disorder body disorder it's like all like one thing which is it should be separate like you need to unpair the gym with eating like right i feel like you can just go to the gym like obviously it's better it's easier said than done but like you should be able to just go to the gym and not even worry about what you're eating like that should be like two separate things Exactly. Right. Until so, it's healthy enough to start counting your calories and tracking. Or not. Like, do. it's totally fine. Yeah, I, I have, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally fine if you don't count your calories. It's like that you don't have to do that. But, I mean, obviously, like I said, you you should go to therapy and <laughs> you should talk to <laughs> – Oh, you should wow. Talk, you no, should work this real. Out. Yeah. No, you no, should. I know. I you know. should definitely work something. this out because it's it's it sounds like it's just like a mental fuck on it's not healthy like you should be working out because it's good for you and it's good for your body and right you know as a nurse that you should be like challenging your strength and you're strengthening your joints and there's so many other benefits of movement and activity that's not related to eating and like losing weight i think that comes with like the culture of the gym yeah. culture which is like why I wanted to get in the space because so many people they they pair it all they like they think like oh I have to go to the gym I have to count my macros I have to like I have to do all this super restrictive things when it's it's not at all like you can go to the gym and totally eat however you want to eat but like you going in movement your, act, your, your activity and all that stuff it should be like a separate goal 
So you just have learning to unpair it. And that's the thing. I do start off by, and it doesn't just start off by like, oh, I have to go to the gym. I have to eat healthy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'll start going and I'm like, okay, we're not going to pay attention to what we eat. Just eat how you want to eat. And the gym will eventually create that healthy habit for you. Exactly. But then once I start seeing progress, I'm like, now imagine what you'll look like if you start under eating. You're going right. to look like a hot-ass bitch. You're going to have right. abs. You're going to have that flat stomach. That foop is right. going to go away. Foop as in fupa, by the way. <laughs> I think that the, the thing is, I, I feel like, because obviously, like, we're all scientists here, right? Like, we're all, like, at some mm-hmm. – but I think that that gives us an advantage in our in, mentally because, like, I think making yourself in your private events, like, when you start doing that, tell yourself, so what will that do to my lymphatic system? What will that do to my fat storage? And then like talking to yourself about it because you already know it, write it, write it out like Mm -hmm. on an index card. If I limit my food intake, this will happen to my, my body. Like, yeah. Cause that, like, I feel like that is such an advantage. Cause like for us, like you're giving her this advice and I'm like, oh yeah. Like the first thing I thought when you said pairing the gym, I'm like, why don't you, you should start working out in the driveway. Don't even go to yeah. the gym. No, like, right. you know, but like I'm thinking right, yeah. of it like that because mm-hmm. I'm like, and oh, that's the thing. So I easy. can't even go in and cancel because I'm like, they're going to look at me and be like, bitch, you need it. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> but like, I think that shit. can help too, like changing where you work and out. It, yeah, I mean, it's not even just um, your systems. It's like physically what it does to you. Right. Like, you will start getting your, like your eyes will start sinking. You'll get dark spots. You'll get wrinkles. God, yeah. You'll be dehydrated. You'll, you'll hair loss. Right. Like, all hair loss is mm-hmm. like the main one. Like, do you really want to lose your fucking hair? Like, no. Right. Right. But I think you should do that. Like, Put – I feel like you could – I don't know if this is a little – I think Alex could say if this is dramatic or not because she does this. But, like, I would put, write that and have it somewhere. If I yeah, under eat, sure. like, under eating and then underneath it, everything that could happen. And it's, like, a visual in your environment yeah, of, like, yeah. okay, if I don't eat right today, these are all the medical things that I'm knowledgeable about that will happen to mm-hmm. me. I can't be a dumb bitch. <laughs> like it's, like, right. literally in your environment. But is that, like, extreme or would you, like, Well, it's a little – that's a little punishing. I would go more so with, like, oh, the okay. reinforcement side of things. And, like, instead of thinking, like, I'm going to go oh, work out to look a certain way, like, I'm going to work out to do – than like the medical conditions that will improve if you work right, out. Right, right. And yeah, so you need to find the purpose of like like working out separate from body image, separate right, from aesthetics. Right. But that's the gym culture. Like that's what we've been fed through right. the gym industry or the, or the fitness industry is that we work out for aesthetics. And that's not true at all. Like right. you should you should be working out for so many health reasons. Like I work out because oh, I don't want to be like a hunchback when I'm 80. Like I want right. to have a strong back. I want to be able to sit upright. I want to be mobile. I don't want to be in a in a wheelchair when I'm older. So like those reasons, because I dealt with the same thing with um, working out for aesthetics, and that's when it gets you can get like a maniac and be really fanatical about it because if you want aesthetics, you like you should probably have to be fanatical. If you look at like competitors, right. actually, like we're talking about our last episode, competitors yeah. are fanatical and they do have amazing bodies. But they have to be that restrictive. But that is not the goal for most people. Most people do not need to be that restrictive because that shouldn't be your goal. Your goal should be based on other purposes, other reasons. So I think like doing a visual like that would be helpful. Like if I work out, these are the positive things that I would gain. That's like nothing to do with aesthetics. 
Yeah. Right. And I think like, because I know we wanted to like talk about the body positivity movement. So I feel like this is a great way to like transition to that because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like very extreme, right? It's very similar to like the fitness industry where it's like the other end of the spectrum where yes, we should accept and love our bodies for how they are naturally. But you're, we're now seeing this almost promotion for lack of health. Right. And I feel like that extreme is coming from the fact that so many influencers are going around fitness of like, oh, well, you'll have abs and a juicy ass and like great quads. And it's like, okay, but we're not talking about like, what's your blood panel going to look like? Are you going to have low cholesterol? Are you going to like, what about people who've reversed type 2 diabetes by changing their diet exactly. and living habits? Like yes. all of these things. But how – like I, Alex and I have kind of talked about how we feel about it and we could like talk about it too. But like how do you feel about the body positivity movement of like – Oh, I think it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I think it's fucking bullshit. I think that you can be body positive. There's certain mm-hmm. days where I am body positive. I say I love my body. Right. But mm-hmm. I know that my body has potential to be better. But like you know, health wise, like as health well, wise. Right? no, yeah, yeah. Obviously, right. not all in like, oh, like I have potential to be like tighter skin. Like, no, that doesn't fucking matter that much. Right, but right. Health wise, like, are you um, eating healthy fats? Because the thing about your lymphatic system is that it's it's literally designed to recognize the difference between healthy fats and like unhealthy unhealthy Mm -hmm. fats like your Mm -hmm. body people don't know this but your body can tell the difference between a cheeseburger and an avocado Mm -hmm. and it will Mm -hmm. send those fats to certain areas in your body your cheeseburger is going straight to your fucking heart your avocado might be going to uh, like i I don't even know but like your digestive system like your gut health all that stuff like it can go different places your body knows the difference so Mm -hmm. This whole body positive movement or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it's called. Yeah. I think that, it, you know, it's, it's fucking stupid because not only are you obese, mm-hmm. um, most of the, times. a lot of the times, yeah. most of the time, <clears throat> the people are obese. You are, you're putting yourself at risk for diabetes. You're mm-hmm. putting yourself at risk for heart attack, heart attack low mm-hmm. mobility, um, mm-hmm. you're putting stress on your joints. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was watching Grey's Anatomy actually. Love that <laughs> show. How ironic because I'm going to be a nurse. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was watching Grey's Anatomy and there's this woman, um, something happened with her leg and her joints, right? And one of the doctors said, like, I think that you will be in a lot less pain if you were to lose a little bit of weight. And oh my God, the fat surgeon no offense to anybody, but offense to everybody. Um, the fat <laughs> surgeon was like, you are only saying that because she's obese. If she was a 20 pound, like uh, a 95 right. pound woman, you wouldn't be recommending her to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. But that not. that's exactly what it is because you're, yeah, you're exactly. gravity, gravity. You're putting right. stress on your joints yep. every day. You're putting stress on, on your ligaments mm-hmm. and, and you know what? it's getting pulled down. It's not mm-hmm. healthy. You're not going to be able to walk. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. you're motivating all of these, you know, younger people to show off your belly fat and to show off your arm fat and not give a fuck what people think. Yes, mm-hmm. don't give a fuck what people think, right. yeah, but exactly. think about yourself. Like think your about health. Exactly. your health. Think about if you want to go into if you want to have open heart surgery when you're in your 30s. Mm-hmm. If you 
want to, you know, have a problem getting up out of bed every morning mm-hmm. and have your knees pop and it hurts walking down the stairs. Do you want to be that like immobile in life? Right. right because right, yeah, exactly. it's great. You know, you know, you're, you're, you're gaining some weight, but you're still loving yourself and you don't care what people think, but that that's not forever. Right. If yeah. you don't make a change, your body's going to make a change and it's not going to be in a good way. It's yeah. true. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's, like, almost an excuse. Like, I, everything you said I agree with, like, the body positivity movement. Like, it sounds good. Like, be positive about your body. Like, that sounds like a good right. sentiment and good attentions. And I, I think everybody should feel good about themselves as a human being and as who they are. But you should also be aware of all of the side effects of obesity, of, of yeah, like, certain diseases, heart diseases, yeah. the potential of shortening your life, Um the potential of not really having a good quality of life. So I think all of those factors need to be considered. But at the same time, you don't have to look in the mirror and hate yourself. Like you don't need right. to be like, you're so fucking ugly. You're, you'll never be worth anything. Like that is not good. You should be a positive person and have self, you know, affirmations, positive self-talk. Like all those things are really important regardless to your size. But it doesn't mean that you can just do away with all the health stuff. Like you should still have that top of mind because it's important regardless um, how much you weigh. You should always prioritize your health. Yeah, 100%. I agree. So that's the <laughs> our take on, on the body positivity movement, which I know was controversial and I know like – Yeah, it needs to be said because all these little kids are going to grow up and yeah, I mean I think there's it's a okay. reason why America's number one for obesity. Yeah, And I feel like it's because of, you know, all the fast food restaurants and social media mm-hmm. and all yeah. this stuff like – you know, like it's dangerous. It's dangerous to be that unhealthy. It is. It is. And it's not, yeah. And it's not, you, you can't contribute to society the same way if you're healthy. If you're unhealthy, you're no. not going to, you can be on disability a lot quicker and, you know, collecting disability and not really contributing to society. So if you want, right. if you want a good economy in a, in a healthy society, we need to have healthy people. And, you know, health right. does come – mental health matters. So I think, yeah, yeah definitely course. dealing with that, dealing with the way you feel about yourself, that matters absolutely. But that it should be holistically. Like you should have good mental health, good physical health, good behavioral health. All of those right. things should be like intertwined into one thing. So all of those different facets that you need to take care of will have different behaviors attached to it. So for your mental right. health, positive self-talk. For your physical health, activity and movement. For your behavioral right. health, like not binging or, you know, not being like super uh, manic at the at the gym. Right. So all of those things most need to make replacements sense. Are, most hip replacements are due to people not going on a walk once mm-hmm. a wow. week and just sitting on their ass eating shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, a lot crazy. of people get hip replacements because of that. Yep. Because they yep. can't walk anymore. That's insane. Yeah. It, it is insane and a lot of older people will break their hip and then they die shortly after because they're just immobile like it's like right right you're not do- you're not doing any activity and you could have prevented the you know maybe you could have prevented it or held it off longer by strengthening your joints and working out and being active and being right. mobile um, early on so those things are preventative and it's just teaching our kids to love our bodies cool good sentiment, but teaching our kids to love our bodies and just eat cheeseburgers and you don't have to work out and diet culture is dangerous or, you know, that it's not dangerous. If it could be like 
how Joe was saying, like you can get there's a spectrum to everything. And I think right, it's just right. like finding that balance is important and finding what works for you is really important. So for the task analysis breakdown, guys, we're doing G20, which is use self-management strategies. Today for our task analysis breakdown, we're going to use a question from the task from the section G, behavior change procedures. The emphasis is on G20. Like I said, we're going to give you a scenario and you must tell us which self-management strategy the person is using. So start thinking about what our self-management strategies are in ABA. So here's the scenario. And then after I read it, I'll, we'll do like a 10 second latency and let you guys think about it. But Ashley set a goal for herself to work out at least four times a week before going to work. This means she would have to wake up at 4.45 each morning instead of 5.30 like she usually does. To increase the probability for success, Ashley started laying her gym clothes out the night before and started sleeping with her phone on the opposite side of the room so she wouldn't have to physically so she would have to physically get out of bed to turn her alarm off. What type of self-management strategy is she using in this scenario to get her ass in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is environmental planning. This is also an antecedent strategy. So you're setting up your environment for success mm-hmm. to do the behavior that you're planning to do. Um, and I love using this, I think, because I, I'm not diagnosed, but I genuinely, truly believe I have ADHD. Um, like, definitely no, I definitely do. It's just, I don't really want to get on Adderall or anything. That's the only reason yeah. a diagnosis would be necessary. So I really, I don't care to be save diagnosed. Save your livers. Yeah. Save your liver. But, mm-hmm. um, I like, I do this all the time with everything that I do. I do like a to-do list. I organize my things before I start them because when your environment is set mm-hmm. up for success, you're like the probability for you to actually do the behavior increases and we do this with our clients too right like if it's about to be table time you use antecedent strategies to get your kid to the table I'm not going to just bring them over there and not have their what we're going to do set up I might have the cards I'm going to be using the toys I'm going to be using the tokens ready everything's ready to go before we get to the table to start working with our kids so I feel like everybody does this all the time and it's one of the best self-management strategies to use for sure yeah I use it all the time I mean just if you have to wake up at 4 45 and then you also have to get your gym clothes or you can easily right. hit that snooze button it's so much easier to put it off and not go so I I definitely right. use invite I call it environmental manipulation but I think it's yeah. the same thing right yeah 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 it's the same yeah but it's a great antecedent strategy well, that was fun. Isn't yeah, it? It's oh fun. <laughs> Unloading a lifetime of trauma. <laughs> I, it was a lot of fun. Um, please leave us a review. Rate us, yes. leave a review. Five stars. We'll really appreciate it. Ashley and I are thinking about doing something for reviews, maybe reading them or I don't know. We don't have any gifts. Right. We don't have any merch. Maybe we'll make yeah. some merch. <laughs> yeah. I will be the first on the list to buy that shit. Yeah, we want and to. And an we're, extra and large. A, no, and we're sending you a medium. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a medium. Fuck. You're getting a medium. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to go book a therapy session. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I had so much fun. Um, Me too. Yeah, thank you for coming, Joe. I hope we can have you again and just oh, yeah, some more shit. I mean, anything that has to do with science in the body. I mean, I didn't speak that much on, like, enzymes and shit that, like, helps with, um, you know, 
hunger and stuff. But right. anything that you guys have questions about, like the body and how it works and cool. how it might tie into um, certain behaviors, you know. For sure. I'm your gal. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For so sure, fun. definitely. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. And thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow us on thanks Instagram. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. At ABA on a pod on Instagram. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Peace. That's it. <laughs>